I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tenhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. Time to die. Welcome to another episode of the Holmes Movies Podcast, the first episode of 2020, or 2020, if you want to call it that. Uh, I am Anders Holmes, and I'm joined by my older brother, Adam, over Skype, who is living in the crazy land that is the United States of America. Oh, yes. But it's the Roaring Twenties over here. 1920. Prohibition is in full swing. Yeah. Oh boy, you've never seen anything like the Maple Leaf Rag. Um, yes. Yeah. It's the Roaring Twenties, Annie, and we're about to start World War Three. Yeah, that was a great thing to wake up to. Oh boy, it was a great thing to go to bed to, I can tell you. Uh, it was nice to wake up this morning. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know. I, I think you know you've kind of fucked up when David Duke even calls you out and says you made a mistake. This is not a politics podcast, but uh, you are correct. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's always good to know where the next generation of uh, crappy Mark Wahlberg war films is going to come from. Um, yeah. I think we build a Transformer. Hmm. It's a line from... You build a Transformer out of a DeLorean? <laughs> oh, don't even joke about that. <laughs> yeah. They might do that at one point. They're not. They're not. They're not. They will never do that. Well, that's just, we'll just have to make sure that Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis just don't die. They'll do no. They will. I think if they do do Back to the Future, it will be very different. Yeah, because you can't make a film about a man fucking his mother in a car. <laughs> in yeah, that, yeah, in you, yeah. You can't get away with that. Any, uh, that yeah. is very nineteen eighty five. Yeah, um, that's you know. that's bordering. Anyway. That is very much bordering on ew. It, yeah, well, it, you know. Um, yeah. It's uh, it is is that's an interesting um, it's an interesting old uh, yeah, it's an interesting old situation that, but they get out of it. Yeah, I think I mean even in like the innocence as well with the whole Deborah Kerr and the kid, that scene. Oh, oh, that but that's even more 
I'd say that's because you know full disclosure. Uh, you know, Marty McFly does not actually have sex with his mother. No. Right. So so he's okay. Uh, they have a kiss, and she gets it. You know. Um, but in the innocence, yeah, she kisses a child quite um, on the mouth, and then the child dies. And then she kisses him again, and that's the last scene of the movie. Uh, anyway, um, they're at, they've actually done a. I don't know who directed it, but they've done a readaptation of the turning of the screw. The turn of the screw. The turn of the screw. Yeah, like not remake. Well, I mean, the, the innocent the Jedi. Yeah, the innocence is like the adaptation of the book, and then this is like a new adaptation and set in America and Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. He's in it as some angsty teen from the looks of the trailer. Not quite sure when that's going to come out, but it's probably going to come out this year. But anyway, we should probably get on with the uh, uh, the rest of the episode. Um, Happy New Year, everyone. Hope uh, the first three days of 2020 are going well for you. And uh, hope you had a very productive and exciting 2019 of movie watching and all sorts of other things. Adam had a big year. He got married. So that's, that's yeah. one thing to... I'm not, I'm not going to do that this year. <laughs> so, uh, so I actually, yeah, the, uh, planning-wise, this year is going to be much easier. Nice. Unless... Yeah. World War Three happens, and I have to go become a refugee and go to Canada. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I'm sure. Let's let's hope the impeachment goes through. They but, won't. Don't you? Don't 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 worry. He'll be fine. Yeah. But <laughs> then again, this is not a political podcast. Even though we sometimes do veer in that direction occasionally, but uh, we are a film podcast, and we are going to be celebrating the uh, our favorite films of uh, 2019, but also paying respects to some of the famous people and celebrities that passed away last uh, last year. I hate saying famous people and celebrities. Can't we just say like people we like or notable people we like? Yeah. Celebrities makes it sound like people who are famous for being on Love Island or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, Le- uh, no t- celebrities. <laughs> you know about Brexit? Don't talk about Brexit. Why do you bring Brexit? I up, was you quoting idiot? one of the people on Love Island. Why do you know that? I've only seen that clip. I haven't. I don't watch that. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Because it was it was cut in on another show that I was watching, which has nothing to do with Love Island. I I I want to stay clear of something that will decrease and and insult my intelligence at the same time yeah well you know we did lose some good people this year one of the people uh, just speaking about politics uh, who we also lost who's not a good person is david h coke who's a billionaire who funded a bunch of right-wing nonsense so good riddance to him oh yeah um, he but um but should we talk about films first yeah we should talk about films like what have you, what were your favorite films of uh, 2019 oh uh, Okay, so firstly, can I say thank you very much for your Christmas gifts, because they arrived yesterday, and I very much look forward to seeing Us, which I think is one of your favourite films of 2019. It is. Um, what other, what else? I have not seen yet. What else arrived, just out of curiosity? Malta Story and This Land Is Mine. Yeah, the... Both uh, films not from 2019. <laughs> no, 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 but one of them is directed by, I believe, Jean Renoir. Right. Yes, I believe that this, Which was this his... land is mine is directed by Renoir. Um, but, uh, but thank you for those. Um, yeah, they should there should be some more on the way, but they're a bit late. Really? Ooh. I think those. Um, that's two. very generous of you. Um, but yeah. I, I will look. I will look out for them. Um, but uh, so favorite films of the year. Uh, well, obvious entry. Um, I have to say is Deadwood the movie. Yeah. That's on my list too. Um, I have to think now off the top of my head. Oh, so we talked about Star Wars last week. I like Star Wars. Didn't love it. Um, uh, Booksmart. That's a film I liked a lot. That's a really great film. I was I was yeah. surprised by how much I really enjoyed that movie and also how really good it is. 
It's great. It's easily as good as it's a great. It would make a great pairing with Superbad. It's basically a remake of Superbad in some ways, um, but with girls instead of boys. I think it's wonderful. Uh, Ray yeah. really put a smile on your face. Um, mm. There are a couple of bits where it sags here and there, but it's it's just a really lovely film. Um, yeah. I haven't seen 1917 yet, but it's coming out here in a few days. Yeah, that just came out. Um, that just came out yesterday. I might go see it at some point. I w- I really want to go see it because it might get oscar buzz and all that sort of stuff so i want to see as many as the sort of best picture nominations as i can when once the oscars are once the oscar nominations have come i'm out. aware that you have a completionist uh, slightly ocd approach to these things yeah um, the uh hustlers that was a film i liked that's also on my list i that was also a very 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 good film um oh, very very good film it was okay but it was a lot of fun um and i'm sure that uh j-lo will campaign for that oscar harder than chill wills did for uh, the one for the alamo in, in 1960 yeah um what else have i seen that i haven't mentioned yet um oh the favorite that came out this year didn't it well yeah 2018 2019 yeah but yeah i think i saw i think i saw it earlier this year though i, I, I saw can't, it I, anyway that's that's there yeah i mean um, it got released in january last last year so it kind of counts oh i watched the irishman have yeah. we talked about the irishman we have not well we have talked about it before it's released but we haven't exactly sat down and talked about our thoughts on the movie and everything like that well, i thought it was an hour too long um and it was um there were bits that didn't work but there was a lot that did work and i thought the yeah. last half hour was really moving and um de niro's performance and uh, pesci's performance are brilliant i think al pacino is is a little bit (laughs) uh, (laughs) slightly doing the pressure but he does do a very good midwestern accent uh called me on the telephone um and um he's i mean he's good if if anyone's gonna play jimmy hoffa for god's sake it's got to be him do not i don't i don't love the de-aging process yeah um, especially there are scenes where, like, there's the scene where Robert De Niro beats up the guy in the grocery store, and it just looks like an 80 year old man with a dye in his hair beating up a guy. It just yeah, does I not. Yeah, I mean that, that that I mean, apart, I think in the early scenes when it's set during like the 1950s and things like that, I think that's where the de aging really stood out for me, and I felt like because like there were moments where like the dialogue didn't re- like the the audio of the dialogue and this and the things didn't quite mesh with the, when they were talking and stuff like that there were some like technical things and sound things i had a little bit of a slight issue with when i saw it in the cinema and uh, my god i i couldn't get out of my seat after watching that film three and a half hours my my word yeah it is it is quite too long and you know when people say like Oh, it's 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 like three and a half hours, but it will go flying by. But no, it does drag quite a it bit. It does not fly by. <laughs> no, it but creeps. No, I, I really liked Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa. I thought Joe Pesci was amazing. I really liked that they brought him back. In that he um, was very much retired from acting, and I think when Who? Pesci, Pesci, yeah, because you know, I mean, if you look at his career and like look at the movies that he's done, you you could you you know look at like goodfellas casino and and even raging bull he does play a particular type of character in those movies so i can understand coming back for one of these movies you i I just you know you can understand him being like i don't want to be the guy who i've already you know played before i've already played nick santor in casino i've played tommy devito who am i going to play in this film but well we're going to have you play uh the boss the quiet and uh 
you know, ever so watchful boss. Yeah, he was very good in it. Um, I just pulled up my letterbox D because I knew I'd forgotten something, and I and it was Motherless Brooklyn, which is very good. I've not um, seen that yet. Well, I really it's want very to. good. It's, it's another one that's pretty good, but has it's I liked a lot because I like films set in the 1950s. Yeah, the cast is really good in that. There are some brilliant moments, um, uh, and I love the fact that. Um, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name now. The guy from The Wire. You come for the king, you best not miss. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams is in it. Um, and that's great to see. Um, yeah. There's, uh, and, and Edward Norton's just a, a delight to watch. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a good movie. I mean, that, that's really worth watching. And the other one, the only other one I've seen this year, um, because I missed so much, as usual, um, but I really liked it, was uh, Jojo Rabbit. In fact, I liked it way more than I thought I was going to like it. Yeah, that's also on my list, too. I did feel like tonally it was very much all over the place, but I really found it incredibly moving, and the message... I, no, I, thought, it was, it was, I thought it was pretty consistently silly, and that was what it required, and then the certain scenes were very sort of moving, and, and I, I think the, the issues I took with it was that it was a little bit kind of... A historical, um, but it was a in terms of like a parable about tyranny. I thought it was great. It doesn't. I don't think you should take it as a sort of, you know. I watched it as a someone who knows a lot about the history, thinking like, well, that never would have happened. You know, you've never yeah. had the Russians and the Americans attacking the same time at the same time. The Nazis didn't hang people, didn't hang German people anyway in public, and um, you know there was a bunch of other things that were that were, you know, didn't make any sense. But it was a it was a delight, and I found it really really very moving and i love the last scene you know with heroes by david Bowie. Yeah, I, know. Just... I, I love the kid performances but i love the guy who the kid who plays his friend yorkie like his little i fucking fat... love that guy he's so good <laughs> definitely he's not so a good cute. time to be a nazi <laughs> <laughs> so, he's so brilliant oh. yeah i think like they really yeah taika waititi he really got like the best kid actors for the for that film and uh they were really good, especially the, the kid. The guy who plays Jojo very much reminds me of a nine-year-old version of you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I, just, thought, I actually know. thought Scarlett Johansson was pretty good in it. I'm usually, I'm not in like that fan base a little bit with her, but I actually think she's she's quite a good actress. I think, I just, I feel when like... When she wants to be, sure. Yeah. No, I just, I think like, because I've always seen her, I've only really, been, like all the films that she's been in over the last few years have been Marvel movies. So I've only really associated her with the Black yeah. Widow character. So it's been hard to really sort of take that seriously a little bit. But then, you know, I saw her in Jojo Rabbit and I saw her in Marriage Story, which was amazing. And she's, she knocks it out of the park. I mean, it is the way, unfortunately, of these, um, you know, these Marvel films do, as we've talked about before, they swallow a lot of talent that could be working elsewhere in more interesting things. So, yeah, you know, there you, there you go. Yeah. Were there any other movies? Nope, that was all the ones I watched. Cool. Um, I'm just going to round off. I have, like, my top t favorite films of 2019. So I've got 20 films. Okay, starting from the bottom, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, really enjoyable. Uh, Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, they're great in that. Uh, another film I watched, which was earlier this earlier last year, was Under the Silver Lake with Andrew Garfield, which is like this hipster film noir LA set uh, film, which is a big, huge love letter to the city of Los Angeles and also film noir and a bunch of other things as well. It makes you kind of want to 
it, it it's it's a it's a very confusing film to kind of describe. It's basically like Andrew Garfield plays this 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 person who like who's really into like puzzles and he's like a loner and he's a bit of a not he's a bit lazy as well and then he finds this girl in his apartment building kind of it feels a bit attracted to her and then the next day she goes missing and then he goes on like this really complex like mystery to try and find out what happened to her oh. and it has a really cool uh, the music by uh disaster piece uh the the band the, the the music that they that they made for it which is really good and it has kind of like an elmer bernstein type feel to it really yeah it's worth checking out i mean if it's it's silly it's it's like all over the place and it could use a bit of editing but it's i admire it for it being or for its com for its complex nature and how it sort of wields this really weird story together and andrew garfield's really good in it okay uh, the other film I watched was uh, the documentary called Va Varda by Agnes, Agnes Varda's, uh, Varda's documentary, which I saw earlier this year, which I thought was really good. And I don't know anything that much about Agnes Varda, and I feel really bad about that because she is a very huge pioneer in the world of cinema, particularly for um, uh, female filmmakers. And I would it made me want to watch more of her films, but also it really gave a sense of this really kind of kind and interesting woman that you wanted to learn more about and almost kind of made you want to hang out with her because she just seemed really like cool and interesting yeah she's there's been a lot of i haven't seen the documentary but i've seen a lot of articles and things about her and she does come across brilliantly i i too have not i'm not overly familiar with her with her work so um but definitely one to be educated upon yeah uh the next uh, the next one on my list is john wick three parabellum which is oh my god just amazing just great action and just got ian mcshane in it what what can you complain about and halle berry as well who deserves to be in the film a lot more than she is uh the other film was avengers endgame uh next one after that is the well, is this your top 10 this is the bottom 10 are you doing a top 20 this is a top 20 oh my god i might just go make myself a cup of tea okay right, well, I'll, I'll round through these really quickly uh next one on the list is the uh swedish wicker man midsummer didn't see it it's really good no, I know I want to, but I would, uh, Lily was too scared to go. So, like with with us and the lighthouse, I didn't get to. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next uh, next one after that is Jojo Rabbit. Uh, the other one after that, next one on the list is Dolomat is my name, the comeback film of Eddie Murphy. Really, really funny film. Uh, I next, to see that. It's really good. Um, uh, the next one on the list is Doctor Sleep, the Shining sequel, which I really, 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 really enjoyed. Uh, next one after that is Hustlers. Toy Story 4, which I surprisingly enjoyed. Yeah, I was going to watch it on the plane last time, but I watched uh, Booksmart instead. So. Mm. Uh, next one after that is Deadwood the Movie, Joker, Us, Ryan Johnson's movie uh, Knives Out, Ford v. Ferrari or Le Mans 66, depending on which country you're in, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, Noah Baumbach's film Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, and they give... Uh, performances that i would just you know they deserve like every doesn't they don't need the they don't like just need the oscar they need like every award that's available for their performances in that film like there's just one scene with them where they just just really go at it and you feel like a lot of it is like improvised but no it's like all scripted and they did like i think they did um, like a lot of takes of that one scene in the film mm. it's really really worth checking out it's really powerful stuff uh, the second film, my top, my number two, my second favorite uh, film of the year was the Korean movie Parasite, which is oh, yeah. amazing. And uh, 
it's definitely going to get some Oscar buzz. I hope it does because it's really good. It, it's surprisingly how much acclaim that movie's got. I mean, there had you know, you it's it's interesting that like there's conversations about putting this film in with like in the in like the Oscar categories and things like that, which I think is really amazing. But like all foreign films like that should they don't always have to be in the best foreign language film or best right. film or best <laughs> it's film. It's so stupid because they're quite often better than whatever wins best picture. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's like it should get. A, a screenplay nomination or it should get a best director nomination or get best picture or best actor best actress it deserves quite a lot it's just it has a lot on its mind and it uh and it does it very well and it's incredibly funny in like a really dark kind of way and it's really well filmed like the style of of korean films is, is amazing and my number one favorite film of the year is the lighthouse oh I really want to see that. I really, really, really want to see that. Um, I need to see if it'll come, uh, will be streaming anywhere soon. Mm. Um, but, uh, but oh, no, that's great. So um, that's nice. It seems like a good list. There's a lot there that I need to catch up on. Yeah. It's of a merchant's daughter brought up in Calio. me other girls who let me go. She took me in the parlor and said, won't you be me beau? Hurrah, me other girls who let me go. Oh, do let me go, me girls, do let me go. Hurrah, me other girls who do you have any uh, films that you that didn't come out this year that you've watched this year that you really enjoyed, like film, old films or films you've seen for the first time? I really liked uh, Onibaba, the Japanese movie that you recommended. That's good. I watched that too. I really enjoyed that film. That was really cool and creepy and psychedelic in some ways, yeah. with the um, with the mask and everything. And I don't know. It was really, really. It was a really, really interesting film. Um, it was really cool. I uh, I really enjoyed the. I watched quite a few of the like later uh, Marx Brothers movies, the ones that they did. Um, not like the like, shit ones. Yeah, like <laughs> the, the not so like highly regarded yeah. ones, but the yeah. But they're doing this for the money. <laughs> the yeah, like there's a lot of that in the movie, and a lot of piano playing and harps and shit like that. It's very old, very entertaining, and they're like sixty minutes long, so you can get through at least three in an evening or something if you plan it right. There you go. You don't. Any friend, um, but um, <laughs> thank you. You uh, no, don't worry. We do the same thing. I live in the middle of nowhere. Remember, um, but I, I slightly, slightly um, leading question actually because I, for once, um, noted down most of, if not all, of the films I watched in 2019. Do you want me to run through them quickly? Yeah, you can do that. Okay, so starting in January, I first film of the year I watched apparently was Citizen Kane. Um, oh, nice. After. After that, a brief encounter. Um, then uh, the commitments, love that. The guns of Navarone, uh, where equals there, bit of a theme emerging there. Yeah. Um, Olsen Benson Seward. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was really. I mean, I saw um, we when I went skiing with Feline and her family. We watched a bunch of the old Olsen Benton films. It was great. That one has a the that particular one has some of the greatest physical comedy. Like, yeah, I mean, it's truly like Buster Keaton worthy. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, Moonraker. Um, the, went to the cinema to see the favorite. Um, dum, 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 dum. Journey into Fear, which is a, a thriller with Joseph Cotton and Orson Welles, based on the Eric Ambler book. Yeah. Uh, Barry Lyndon, which immediate I hadn't seen before, which has immediately gone into my list of favorite films. It's really good. Uh, the, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, The Great Escape. Um, okay, uh, 
Sergeant Rutledge, which is a John Ford movie, which I hadn't seen before, which is also which I also enjoyed a lot. Oh, that's the uh, one with uh, that's the one with Woody Strode, isn't it? Right, Ran, which um is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I've got a bunch of Kurosawa films. I got like a bunch of foreign films. I really have you seen watch. Ran? No, I haven't seen any. I've you need seen... to fucking watch Ran. Ran is a really good movie. I've seen Seven Samurai and I've seen uh, Rashomon. Right, uh, Miller's Crossing. Good film. Memphis Bell. Um, the Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. Um, um, Touch of Evil, For Your Eyes Only, um, On the Waterfront, Rancho Notorious, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. Shanghai Express, uh, The Godfather Part 2, The Life of Brian, The Violent Men. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm running through this. Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Our Man in Havana. He's watched that movie. The Conformist, Bernardo Bertolucci. Very good. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, very, very good indeed. Mm. Spartacus. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. Hi, uh, Dougie. Um, the Bridge on the River Kwai. Madness. That's a good... I've, re- I've not seen that film in a very, very, that very long time. That is a great film. Apparently, we had it... We watched it with some prawn curry, according to my... According to my... Uh, book uh senso which is a uh, uh, um, a um the guy who directed the leopard oh visconti visconti thank you early visconti movie uh olsen benton Ulet. okay another olsen benton movie this is in april now uh they were expendable dances with wolves uh pick up on south street detour okay bit of a film noir thing here happening mm-hmm. uh hidden fortress kurosawa based yeah. you know the Star Wars was based on um, Octopussy, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, With Nail and I, uh, and Monty Python and the Meaning of Life, uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, uh, a film called Samurai Musahi Miyamoto, uh, which is fun, um, The Last Picture Show, The Big Red One. Um, I have to skip past because this was when I went and got married, and so I didn't watch didn't any watch movies. That much point. Uh, the Deadwood movie. Yeah. Um, then I watched a bunch of Game of Thrones, so the TV, so the films took a bit of a uh, backseat for a while. Oh, the Alamo. You watched the Alamo? <laughs> did you ever watch uh, the? <clears throat> sorry, did you ever watch the Billy Bob Thornton The Alamo? No, I watched like two seconds of it once on uh, um, uh, on TV and it, it felt like blasphemy so I turned it off Ice Cold in Alex which if you haven't seen is a very good war film Jaws uh, so The Patriot uh, we watched The Patriot by the way on the 4th of July how American are you? <laughs> it, was so, it was so fun it was so stupid yeah. oh god um, okay uh, Damn the Defiance which is a really fun uh, Napoleonic war movie with uh, Alec Guinness uh, and Dirk Bogard Le Jour Se Lève, with uh, Jean Gabin. Mm-hmm. Evita Loni, uh, which is obviously Fellini. Um, the Hired Hand, which you gave me, which is a wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the um, Black Robe, which I think I've recommended on here. The Battle of Algiers. Um, the Women, um, George Cukor. Uh, then um, Fred and Ginger, Shall We Dance, um, and In a Lonely Place with Humphrey Bogart, which I think might be the best film I watched last year. Oh, well, no, no, Ran was probably the best film I watched yeah, last year. I, so well, thank you very much for the In the Lonely Place uh, Criterion Collection Blu-ray. That was very kind of you. You are very welcome. Uh, Drums Along the Mohawk, mm-hmm. um, 42nd Street, 
very good. Thank you for giving me that years ago. Women on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Ooh, I'm older. Um, I was born but, uh, which is a silent movie by uh, Ozu, uh, the, the Japanese director. Yeah. Spellbound, Hitchcock, um, The Misfits, good movie. Mm. Night Nurse, which is an early uh, Barbara Stanwyck film where Clark Gable plays an evil chauffeur, if you can believe that. Nice. Um, Blackmail, early Hitchcock. Uh, the Fall of the Roman Empire, which was shit. <laughs> Alec Guinness is in that, isn't he? Everyone is in it. Christopher Plummer, Alec Guinness, William Boyd, uh, Stephen Boyd, uh, no, Stephen, Stephen Boyd, Sophia Loren. Um, it's one of those, Quayle, uh, it's one of those like, rubbish, classic rubbish. sword and sandal movies. Yeah, it's one of the last. Uh, James, James Mason is in it. Um, yeah. Uh, All About My Mother, the, um, oh, what's his name? Pedro, Pedro Almodovar. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with my brain this morning. Uh, the Battle of Britain, fun. Um, Matahari, which is um, uh, which is um, Greta Garbo. Yeah, we saw um, that in film school. Oh, right, cool. Um, the Longest Day, The Triplets of Belleville, which I'd never seen before, which was really good. That's Cyrano an... de Bergerac with um, Gérard Depardieu. Oh, Sunset, yeah. uh, which was a film that came out last year by that Hungarian director who did Son of Saul, which I liked a lot. Oh, I haven't um, seen... I've got Son of Soul on DVD. I really want to watch that. Animal Crackers, speaking of the Marx Brothers. Mm. Um, the Desert Rats with Richard Burton. Two Mules for Sister Sarah. Night of the Generals, which is a war movie slash whodunit, which is a bit interesting. Yeah, uh, with uh, Peter Pan, O'Toole. Pan, which is a, a, a late Jean Renoir film with Jean Gabin, which is fun. Sorry, um, I, spoke, I spoke over that. What was What was the film called? French Can Can. French Can Can. Oh yeah, I've, I want to. I, I do really want to watch a lot of John Renoir stuff. I really liked the Rules of the Game and um, oh, what was the other one you did? The really famous one, the one with the prison. Uh, the, the 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 Grand Illusion. Yeah, Grand Illusion. Um, and then we followed that up by watching the short silent film On Fact. Have you seen that? No, I've not seen that. Fun. It's it's it's, it's like a, I can't remember who did it. One of the surrealists. Uh, a bridge too far. Wait, wait, wait. Is uh, it a short? It's it's in black and white, right? The short film. Yeah. And it's like he's waking up and stuff. No, and no, 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 no. That's that's uh, Bunuel's um, uh, Jean de Lue. On fact, it's the one where they fire a cannon at the building in Paris. It's mental. Um, oh, no, no. I was thinking of another short film that I think was filmed in Paris. And it's like it's different images and stuff. It feels like the music video of Metallica's one, but like all the other musical stuff is taken out of it. And I think that was like the inspiration for 12 monkeys, the Terry Gilligan film. Maybe, maybe, um, rope. That's a good one. Um, the, uh, uh, the sea wolves. Oh yeah. I remember that one. Um, the, uh, Oni Baba. There you go. Um, Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm running through these as fast as I can. Uh, a View to a Kill. We were watching the Bond films in order, so we had to go through all these shitty Roger Moore ones. <laughs> Dracula. So now we're into the Halloween season. Oh, um, yeah, the uh, the original classic one. The Fugitive with uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Of course, one of my favorite movies. Um, and um, The Living Daylights, uh, which is another... That's a really underrated Bond movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely it's a change uh, from uh, from being in the old uh, um, Roger Moore camp. Yeah, Roger Moore camp exactly. We also, uh, Mum and I also watched uh, when she was staying with us. We watched The Usual Suspects, which was, uh, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's um, a great fucking movie. Right, Dad. 
down. Um, the um, uh, Blade Runner. I showed Lily Blade Runner. She'd never seen it before. Um, Have you seen the second one? No, uh, but I do want to. Then we watched uh, Beckett uh, this with Richard Burton and Peter O'Toole. Oh, the sword yeah. And the... This was our medieval weekend. We watched Beckett, we watched The Sword and the Stone, and then we watched The Lion in Winter. Nice. So really had some got some medieval action and a lot of Peter O'Toole shouting. Um, yeah, he does that a lot. I saw a Peter O'Toole. I just remembered I watched a Peter O'Toole film, which was made in the 80s, which is a really, really fun film where he plays this aging actor who um is based in partly a little bit uh on um errol flynn who was famous for like these swashbuckling uh you know epics and this american guy who works at this kind of this sketch show live sketch show comedy thing and it's i think he's based a little bit around uh mel brooks i think as well and he gets this idea to bring in uh, the character that uh, Peter O'Toole plays, who's like in need of a comeback, but also has a bit of a drinking problem. So then the guy has to kind of keep him sober while they're making the the project. But then he, when Peter, it's so great when Peter O'Toole finds out that it's actually a live show, like in front of an audience. And then like there's this moment where he says like, "You mean to tell me that the camera goes in there and it it goes into all television shows? Yes, it's live. We told you this. I can't go on like this." Well, we have the audience. The audience? Well, you knew there was going to be an audience. I haven't performed in front of an audience in years. I did a play in England. I played a butler. I had one line! <laughs> and then he's like, God damn it, man, I'm not an actor. I'm a movie star. That sounds brilliant. A very good impression. Yeah. Um, the film we followed that up with was Motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, then I watched... Um, the Thirty Nine Steps. Still have not seen that. There's a lot of Hitchcock I haven't watched. A lot of uh, early Two Hitchcock. Men in Manhattan, which is a Melville film. Um, Manhattan, which is a Woody Allen film. Yes. <laughs> the Lady Vanishes, The Third Man, All the President's Men, The Irish Man. So lots of man films. In the Mood for Love. Which is Wong Kar Wai, which is fantastic. Yeah, the, I've I've got his like three the those days of being wild and uh, in the mood for love, and then twenty forty six. They're all in like this like trilogy of films that he did. Downfall, good film. The Hitler film. Yeah. Uh, Sabotage, Alphaville, License to Kill, The Not of Yankee, which is another Visconti film. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strangelove. I think Doctor Strangelove might have been the last film of the year. Oh no, T Men. T Men. That's Man. nice. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> there we go. Star Wars. I think Star Wars was the last film I watched in twenty. 20- yes, it was. It was the last film I watched in twenty nineteen. So there we go. Nice. circle in a spiral like a wheel within a wheel never ending or beginning on a never spinning reel like a snowball down a mountain or a carnival balloon like a carousel that's turning running rings around the moon like a clock whose hands are sweeping past the minutes of its face and the world is like an apple whirling silently in space like the circles that you find in the windmills of your mind like a tunnel Shall we uh, do the in memoriam? Yes, yes, we should. 
the sad the sad the sad part of uh, the episode yeah we uh we lost some we lost some good people in uh in 2019 some really uh, surprising so i've got sort of jan i've got it up in order here so one of the first names that really pops up for me is albert finney yes albert finney great actor he passed away in february and um most people will know him from uh the, the british movies like tom jones and uh saturday night sunday morning which he's really good in but i really like his performance in tim burton's film uh big fish and also the coen brothers films uh the coen brothers film that he did uh miller's crossing oh he's brilliant in miller's crossing um uh, another icon of mine who died in February was uh, Stanley Donnan, the director, who did yeah. Singing in the Rain and um, Funny Face, and he did Charade, which I love, which is one of my favorite films. Yeah, I, I always think, like, did he direct Charade? I thought, oh, that was Hitchcock, but then it's... Boom. It's Hitchcock-esque, but it is... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Hitchcock watched that and thought, I should have directed that. But no, no, Charade is a great film. Um, I just uh, wanted to go back into January because there were two people who uh, I was a big. Uh, I one of the one of the ones I was a bit of a fan of, and the other one I really quite liked some of his music that he did. Um, there's a musical composer called uh, Michel Legrand who won uh, three Oscars for music. I think he won one for Yentl. And then the other one was for the Thomas Crown Affair, which because he wrote the music, the song "The Windmills of Your Mind," which plays a lot in the in that film, which has been All covered, right. which has been covered quite a few times. And the other one was an actor by the name of Dick Miller, who was a, a great character actor. He was one of Joe Dante, the director of Joe Dante's like uh, stock uh, actors that he would put in movies, uh, like Gremlins, Gremlins Two, and he also shows up in The Howling. He's the guy, he's also the gun salesman in uh, The Terminator who gives the Terminator all his weapons before he gets shot. He says, like, you can't do that. Wrong. Um, then and, we, there's also uh, Luke Perry, who I wasn't that familiar with, but he's sort of... Yeah, that was, really, that was really yeah. sad as well. But uh, one of the, 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 funnily enough, you know Monster Joe's Truck and Toe, the bit where they take the car in Pulp Fiction and get it destroyed? Yeah. Dick Miller actually played Monster Joe, but the scene got deleted. Hmm, there we go. Yeah. Well, um, if you've quite got finished with Dick Miller, uh, another actor who is quite, I think, overlooked but was quite famous in his time is Jan Michael Vincent, who was in Airwolf, but also uh, The Winds of War, and he's in the John Wayne film Unforgiven. Who's he in the Unforgiven? He plays the one who's tr he's the Confederate who's soldier who's trying to date John Wayne's daughter, but she'd rather go out with the with the other guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, you'd recognize him. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, we also lost uh, the king of the surf guitar, uh, Dick Dale. Oh, yeah, of course, Dick Dale. And, I mean, speaking of Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. No, yeah, you can't, um, you can't think of Pulp Fiction without listening. You know, when you listen to that song, you just think of Pulp Fiction, or you're like, I want to watch Pulp Fiction because of that song. And um, we've, but, uh, we've, we've mentioned um, Agnes Varda already. Yeah, and also another musician, uh, Scott Walker, who was the front man for the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the Walker Brothers. Yeah, yeah, um, he's very good. Uh, actor by the name of Seymour Cassell, who uh, was nominated for an Oscar, uh, the John Cassavetes film Faces. I saw him recently in a film called In the Soup, which is one of these uh, great, fun little uh, 1980s, late eighties, early nineties indie films from America. So a bit Jim Jarmusch esque, and it was directed by um, Alexandra Rockwell. And Steve Buscemi plays like this 
you know, cinema loving guy who's written like this long 300 page script and he's trying to turn it into a film. And Seymour Cassell plays this mobster who basically like says like, I want to do this picture, but then they get caught up in all these like little schemes and they barely even try to do the film and stuff. It's, it's really good fun. And Seymour Cassell is really enjoyable in it. B.B. Anderson died. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, the, the Swedish actress, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was really good in, uh, what was that Ingmar Bergman film, Persona, with Liv Ullman? That is a great, that's a really, really great film. John Singleton. Yeah, that was really, that was really surprising. He, he, um, he, he was a, he did a really, uh, he, sorry, he made a great film, uh, Boys in the Hood, uh, and a, and a few other films as well. well I, there's a few of his films I really want, really want to watch, but Boys in the Hood really, really stands out, and he really was like. You know, he was a young filmmaker at the time, and I think he 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 stuck he stuck to his, you know, to his uh, principles and said like I I want to do this film my way and I want to direct it and this is how we're going to do it and things like that. And he w became one of the you know youngest uh, filmmakers at the time to get uh, nominated for best director and uh, best screenplay as well. So sort of le led the way for more uh, African American filmmakers to be nominated, which sadly isn't really that much yeah. these days yeah oh uh, well you know that's the oscars for you uh peter mayhew of yeah, course chewbacca. chewbacca who's only 74 as well but yeah that's it's too bad he couldn't complete the the series yeah i think i, I don't know if he was in the lot i mean he was in the force awakens but there was a lot of uh physical scenes that you know they had to get another guy to do that but because uh, he had just had like knee surgery or something so he couldn't oh, walk yeah, as yeah. much I remember seeing him at uh, Comic-Con in London. That was pretty cool. He, yeah, but I think he had just, uh, he was just in recovery and he was in a wheelchair quite a lot, but he looked tall just sitting down. Yeah. Doris Day. Yeah, Doris Day. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said. To me, okay, set off, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Okay, set off, set Speaking of um, the Winds of War, the author Herman Wook, who wrote that, uh, who wrote the, the, the novel, uh, died. He was 103 years old. 103? Yeah, right. Um, and um let me see now uh the Dr. john there's another musician that yeah I really john like. yeah i i heard they um they released an on uh the podcast uh what's it called uh fresh air they released an old episode of him uh talking about his music and his life and stuff that was really cool I, i've listened to a few of his songs it's got a really cool like uh you know swing to it and makes you want to go to new orleans again yeah right another um aged figure Franco Zeffirelli who directed a bunch of movies of excessive Italian films one of which was uh, Romeo and Juliet uh, yeah I think he was the one who was supposed to have uh, tried to um, uh, sleep with Bruce Dickinson <laughs> and he based Uncle Monty on him and um, with Nell and I I think so or some, one of those old Italian directors oh did really yeah I think that's true actually um Sylvia Mills, uh, twice nominated for Academy Awards. Uh, she was nominated for Midnight Cowboy and Farewell, My Lovely in 1975. Oh, uh, yeah. Rip Torn. There's another uh, another actor who's done the... Uh, Zed. Some, and also perhaps like 
was lucky to make it to 88 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also another great actor who, who starred in a bunch of movies, one of which was Blade Runner, uh, Rutger Hauer, the Dutch actor. Rutger Hauer, yeah, total fucking yeah. I know a lot of people, like, there's a bunch of movies that like, I haven't seen. I really want to watch Soldier of Orange and Turkish Oh, Tur that's good. That's very good. Yeah, and a few of Paul Verhoeven's movies that I haven't uh, gotten around, like a lot of his uh, films that he did in Holland before he you know went to hollywood uh, before he went to hollywood but one of my favorite films of rutger hauer's is uh the hitcher where he plays uh, john ryder the creepy serial killer who just makes c thomas howell's life a living hell and it's just so intense and so creepy as well just like the first scene when he like picks picks him up and it's just like oh you can just i can feel murder in the car it's just so creepy <laughs> What's so funny? That's where the other guy's at. <laughs> Who's the other guy? The guy who was driving that car back there. The guy who picked me up before you did. Was that him in the car? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Could have walked very far. Why is that? Because I cut off his legs and his arms and his head. And I'm going to do the same to you. Um, David Hedison. Um, was uh, played Felix Leiter twice. Oh yeah, that's true. He was yeah, the first true. actor to play Felix Leiter twice before the, the current guy. Uh, he died at the age of ninety-two. Ah, uh, yeah, he was great in um, well, yeah, he was great in License to Kill. But what was the other one he did? It was uh, Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Yeah. Uh, novelist uh, Tony Morrison. Have you read any of her books? Yes. Oh, I've read Beloved, which is amazing. Um, and um, and she is a real. I mean, she's, she's just like a cultural icon, you know? I think she's one of those people who sort of transcends one yeah. function, culturally speaking. And she, I mean, she's just a luminous kind of um, feature of the landscape, of, you know, in America. And reading Beloved, you can see why. It's, I think it's a book everyone should read. Yeah, um, I really want to read some of her stuff. Um, uh, great, uh, 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 well, a well, very, uh, very well-known actor, Peter Fonda, who, of course, uh, was nominated for two Oscars. But he was, you know, he started that huge, big new Hollywood craze with Easy Rider and with Dennis Hopper. And he directed the film The Hired Hand, which was one of the ones I most enjoyed watching uh, mm. uh, this year. Uh, Eddie Money. He passed away. Two tickets to two tickets to paradise and take me home tonight. You know, real proper like seventies, eighties music. <laughs> oh yeah, well, this thing of eighties music. Rick Hockersack uh, from the uh, uh, from the band The Cars died. The, oh, the... I, I really love The Cars, and I think how many did they only do like the one album, or how many albums did they do? I think I, I think they did a couple of albums. I, I, I'm not a hugely. I don't know them that well, but but. but um... But yeah, it's a. He was. Um, he was seventy-five. Yeah, let the good times roll. That's one of my favorite songs.
world of exploitation films uh, was dealt a pretty heavy blow when actor Sid Haig passed away. And Sid Haig had, print, had been in pretty much everything. He'd been in a lot of the Jack Hill movies, particularly ones with Pam Greer, like Foxy Brown Coffee and uh, Black Mama, White Mama. And uh, I think at one point in his career, I think he just got kind of bored of being the sort of heavy and the guy, you know, the sort of supporting villain kind of role. So, and But he became... Uh, more well-known in his career where he played the character of Captain Spaulding in the Rob Zombie movies, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. And he had filmed uh, uh, in the new one, Three from Hell. He, he was going to take a much more prominent role in that film, but he was very ailing at that point. So then Rob Zombie had to uh, rewrite the whole movie and introduce a new character that was played by Richard Brake. But he was able to do one scene in the film and... Uh, sadly enough, the film uh, did come out. Uh, uh, well, it came out the day before he passed away, or a few days before he passed away. Oh, that's sad. I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about clown business? <laughs> Do I stutter, bitch? Jamie, get in the car. Lock the door. Where the hell are you going? Damn it. Don't you never turn your back on a fucking clown when he's talking to you. His fucking hands off of me. <laughs> What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Why? Hey, Don't hey. we make you laugh? Aren't we fucking funny? You best come up with an answer, because I'm going to come back here and check on you and your mama. If you ain't got a reason why you hate clowns, I'm going to kill your whole fucking family. All right, now get your fucking ass out the car. Go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shit. Woo. Uh, someone else who directed, uh, oh, sorry, who acted in the film with Pam Greer, of course, is Robert Forster. Yeah, I mean, I he passed away the day the breaking bad movie comes out and he's in the breaking bad movie huh. that's so sad he's, he's he was a great actor and he was another actor who'd been in a lot of things and then his career kind of teetered a little bit but and then he came back with a vengeance with uh, his oscar nominated performance in jackie brown as max cherry and i think he kind of owes he did say I, he owes uh, quentin tarantino for giving life in his career again uh, robert evans the producer he died. Yeah. 89 years old. If, if, if anyone's listening, if you want to read like uh, a, a book about the movie industry, uh, read his book, The Kid Always Stays in the Picture, or The Kid Stays in the Picture. That is a fantastic book. And it goes through like his whole life of how he became an actor and what he did before he became like head of Paramount and all the movies he had control with. It's such a great story. <laughs> And there's like a whole there's like a whole chapter where they, there's like a, he shows all these like telegrams of this back and forth between him and Francis Ford Coppola uh, when they were making the Cotton Club, which was a very famous sort of debacle of a film. But I think they did make up before he passed away. Like, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Francis Ford Coppola uh, posted something really nice about him. And then uh, Rene Aubergenois, the actor from Deep Space Nine, and. Yeah, I know him from the TV show Boston Legal, which I thought he was really, really good in that. The one with uh, James Spader and um, what's his face? Uh, Captain Kirk. What the hell's his name again? William Shatner. Christ, I've got his name for a second. <laughs> um, 
Carol Spinney. He's not well known as an actor, but he was the puppet <laughs> uh, puppeteer who did um, Big Bird and a bunch of the other characters on Sesame Street. Yeah. Oh, and another actor who was incredibly iconic was uh, Danny Aiello, who was in, uh, who was nominated for the, his role as Sal uh, in the in the Spike Lee movie "Do the Right Thing," and and uh, Spike Lee posted something really nice about him after he passed away when he said, like, you know, rest in peace, Danny Aiello. We made history with with "Do the Right Thing," and he's also really well known for another film, one of his earlier films where he's only briefly in the movie, but he does have uh, a really good line in the movie, which he actually improvised on the spot, and then they put it in the film, and that was, Michael Corleone says hello. Ah, that's him? Yeah, that's him. That's so cool. Speaking of James Bond, by the way, Claudine Auger from Thunderbolt passed away. One of my favorite Bond girls. Yeah. Yeah, She's, she's pretty good. She's one of the only Bond girls who actually gets to kill the baddie as well. Oh yeah, that's true, yeah. Emilio Largo. Friend of yours? Works for my guardian. Your guardian has you watched. He likes to know where I am. You don't blame him. Will you excuse me? You're not going so soon. I'm afraid so. My guardian's yacht. Oh, really? He'll be expecting me. May I come with you? I'd love to meet your guardian. Oh, no. Will I see you again? It's a small island. Perhaps we can have dinner together. No. My dear uncooperative Domino. How do you know that? How do you know my friends call me Domino? It's on the bracelet on your ankle. So, what sharp little eyes you've got. Wait till you get to my teeth. Um, but unless you've got anything else, I kind of want to finish on two uh, Scandinavian ladies. Yeah. Uh, one of them is Scandinavian by birth, but really sort of adopted into uh, French culture, and that's Anna Karina, who was, yeah. you know, Godard's muse and yeah. wife and everything else. She was born a Hennekein Black in Denmark, but then she hitchhiked to France and became Anna Karina, a model and actress and an absolute icon. Nice. And the other, the other, the other sad um, and uh, you know, death and someone who was taken from us far too early was Marie Fredrickson of Roxette. And I yeah. think that Scandinavian power pop lost uh, a true icon with her. Mm. Yeah, she was a she was a great singer. I lo- I like that song uh, "Must Have Been Love," which is in Pretty Woman, and it's used pretty well in. The Seth Rogen, Shelley's their own movie, Long Shot. It's really, yeah. it's really, really, really right, nice. A, song. The first album, Look Sharp, is a brilliant pop album. Yeah. That yeah, that's, uh, that's us, I guess. I've got to go. So, um, yeah. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year to everyone. Hope uh, the next uh, 10 years go pretty well and we can, you know, stop fucking up the planet and things like that. Well, you know, it was the Roaring Twenties 100 years ago and then it was the 1930s and nothing bad happened in the 19. 19- Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we, 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 it's a reversal. Until... It's a reversal. It's a it's a weird Orwellian nightmare. We might be living in the Matrix. Who knows? A really bad oh, Matrix. No, I think I think you guys are. Good. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, are there I've any just run, before so... you go? Are there any films that you're looking forward to in 2019? Uh, Bond film, uh, the 19 uh, well 1917, um, the James Bond film. Um, that's about it. Nice. Uh, one film, I, well, there's a few films I'm really looking forward to. Uh, my three are 
No Time to Die, which I'm really looking forward to. It looks really cool, the new trailer. I'm holding out on my theory that uh, Rami Malek is Dr. No, and uh, Sean Connery shows up de-aged, and they're doing all the Bond movies again. <laughs> yeah, right. Which I shouldn't I mean, joke about, because that might happen. Yeah, don't give them ideas. <laughs> uh, the other one is the Top Gun sequel, Top Gun Maverick, which looks great. And the fact that I, 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 I have to give a lot of uh, praise to Tom Cruise in actually taking a bunch of actors and putting them in actual planes with IMAX cameras. And I think that's going to be something really special to see on the big screen. So that's going to be really exciting. I don't care if the film's going to be really bad but I'm still going to watch it. And Top Gun, the first one, is one of my top favorite films. And I love it. Okay. Andy, uh, I really do need to go for lunch. Yeah. I don't need you to, uh, to sit here and watch you like salivate over Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. And the other film that I'm really looking forward to, which I ha I know nothing about. I just know that it's a title. I know the title. I know who's in it. And I know who's directing it. And that's uh, Christopher Nolan's new mind-bending film, uh, Tenet. Oh, fuck that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I do have to go. So um, yes. goodbye, everyone. You can find me on the internet. Yes, you can listen to other podcasts to get all those details. Yeah, yes, and uh, hope you enjoyed us talking about movies and getting about, like just rounding off so many titles of films that make. I uh, hope that you uh, seek them out and uh, watch them because uh, we we highly recommend them. Well, yeah, it must have been love, but it's over now. Yes, it sure is. Uh, Happy New Year and have a great 2020, and also have a great day. Bye. It must have been